Coming to you from that galaxy far, far away, this is the Star Warriors Podcast. And we are back for another episode of Marvel Comics. This is Chris. And this is Rocco. And my friend, we are in the middle of Crimson Rain. Uh, yes. This is the pinnacle issue, I guess, the middle mm-hmm. of this five-issue miniseries. And it's been going great so far. I've been really enjoying it. Kind of like, it's not a huge event, but it's it's actually very entertaining and uh, telling a lot of good stories. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would have to say that this month in Star Wars comics, although the offerings were small, they were extremely high quality. I mean, there was some really high quality Star Wars uh, this past month. Not to mention we keep cheating a little bit uh, by taking the next month's books. So it's either we're going to have to rename the show at some point or who really cares? We're just going to talk about comics anyways. Uh, so it's true. So really, we're going to talk about February's book. The only one really from that is Star Wars 21. Uh, Darth Vader 20 came out at the beginning of the month. So we actually included it in last month's episode. So check that out. Um, but we'll be talking about that. The new Han Solo and Chewbacca series that just dropped. And like we said, Crimson Rain number three just dropped as well. So a couple of early uh, March books, but we're here to geek out. So that we are. That's it. So let's uh, let's get to the news from the Holonet. First up, celebration tickets. Now, Rocco, this is this is the celebration that was supposed to happen in 2020, 40th anniversary of mm. The Empire Strikes Back, our favorite mm-hmm. movie. So mm-hmm. it was very sad because I live in California. This is happening in Anaheim. And I was oh. going to drive down there. Yeah. Um, and I keep thinking about getting these tickets because they are going back on sale March 15th. Oh, wow. So wait, they already they already sold a round of tickets and now they're selling another round? Yeah, so the first time they all sold out. Okay. Uh so I like even if I drove down there and I went to the door, maybe they wouldn't even have tickets. I don't know. But they were sold out online and now mm-hmm. um from the ones that have been canceled or maybe they opened up some new ones, there's going to be a new sale. So if, you know, if this episode should drop before that, planning on dropping this on Sunday which is going to be the 13th. Um, So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yes, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've always wanted to go to celebration. It's just something I've just thought about. I know a guy I work with. He said he's going to celebration and I'm just like, I envy you. And uh, yeah, I I would love to go someday. We'll see someday. Yeah, man. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, We went in, 2003 for the number three the third one which Mm -hmm. was right before revenge of the sith that was in indianapolis uh then we went in 2016 2017 before i moved out to california to orlando so those it happens on the east coast so unless you come visit me you know go to anaheim um it is pretty accessible for you um if you if you decide to go to florida or something like that so i would do it it's a it's a blast it's just you'll feel right at home that's awesome that's awesome exactly um next up we have some news about the high republic eclipse game mm-hmm. uh they announced this game and then they decided to say it's not coming out to like 2027 2028 so i say why did you announce this game i i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i saw the trailer for the game 
and this game could be called a game that I just don't care about at all. Like they've, I literally have nothing. I, nothing touched me in that trailer. Honestly, I felt nothing. Is it just kind of your, you're just reading some high Republic. You're not really deep into it. like some other people. I'm not um, that deep into it. It's, it's the game the like the trailer of that game it just didn't i don't know it just it seemed like a different video game like it seemed like this isn't star wars what is this like i i don't know that's just the feeling i got high republic i've been in and out of i really like trail of shadows um i finished that really quickly because trail of shadows was really good um i just i never would have thought of like a detective buddy cop with a jedi thing like i never would like it it worked um but the other high republic books i don't know man like i'm trying to find my grounding yeah it's tough when it's just you know books mostly it is mostly novels you know the comics we started off this show doing them but then i felt behind on high republic so we just kind of dropped it it does deserve its own show at this point with as many comics that are out i think there's as many comics out for high republic now as we're doing on this show uh civil war or outside of that you know yeah it's i think so there's high republic there's eye of the storm and then trail of shadows just ended so that's that's done so it's still high and i heard that high republic ends at like 15 okay really they're gonna oh really i heard it's ending yeah it's gonna be kept and then that the halcyon legacy or whatever the name of that yeah is that's kind of more like an anthology comic which now i'm really interested in uh, yeah, I read like the Aura Singh ones coming up soon, like a story about her and then like the Han Han and Leia are going on that for their wedding. Um, so they're really pushing that Galactic Star Cruiser thing to get people to buy tickets, I'm sure. But to really incorporate it into the Star Wars world, it's a smart idea. But yeah, I am intrigued. I want to buy that trade. Well, what they what they want to do is they want to create this fake cruise. Right. But then they're in it in. Star Wars fashion, they want to build stuff around it to create memories that you weren't even there for. You just read about. So then when you go, you can be like, oh, well, this is where Han and Leia, you know, they kissed or whatever during the comic. Kissed. Or whatever. Yeah, there you go. Whatever it was. But I'm just saying. They made Kylo? Oh, God. Give it back. Um, No. (laughs) No, I know, right? Um... I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I don't I'm know sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted it's o- you. It's okay. It's where they it's where they kiss. You, they want to recreate these oh, memories the- in your head, right? Yeah. So you're reading <laughs> you're reading the media, like, and then you go to the ship in Disney, and like they're supposed to be mo- it's modeled after it. So like you know you get to have those memories, like you were there for those scenes. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. I think that's smart, though. I do too. It's just too expensive for my blood at this point. I I don't know. How, I, I would rather take five grand and go to Europe or something. Seriously, even though there's war over there, but maybe Hawaii. You know, I mean, it's tough for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to go sit in a, a, a fake hotel that's pretending to be a starship. And then when they take me to Galaxy's Edge, I'm going in the back of a box truck, which I'm, I'm sure like the experience is fun. And I'm yeah. really just poo-pooing it, but it, at this point, it's just like it's out of reach for me. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. Maybe someday. Maybe <laughs> my, someday. My brother and I discussed it, and the conversation was, "We will only bring the other 
if one has a chance to go. Could do, and could do. that's kind of so like if if I happened upon two tickets, I would have to take him with me and vice versa. So um, and I think that that's fair. I think that that's very fair. <laughs> that's good. I think my only option is really to find this child and then pretend he's my son and, and then call make a wish foundation and be like, this is what I need for my son. He's he, he's not going to make it. He exactly. needs to go on the star cruiser. So, yes, all jokes aside, I do want to experience it at some point. But after real fans ride it and talk about it. So. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so that game. I don't know. I don't know either, my friend. Um, Quantic Dream, I think it's made by the people that did, you know, Becoming Human or Detroit something human. I don't know what the hell the name is, but yeah, um, those choose your own adventure type games uh, uh, that I don't like I, as well. I should give them another chance at this point, but 2028, why are you announcing a game six years early? I don't know. So yeah. uh, next up, Villainous is a very popular board game. It it's a board game that takes place. Uh, it can have different, I guess, themes, kind of like those Funko games. Mm-hmm. So you have like Batman and and Harry Potter and things like this. But mm-hmm. this is called Power of the Dark Side, and it's an expansion for it. So you can play as Darth Vader, Massage Ventress, Kylo Ren, Moff Gideon, or General Grievous as you try to conquer the galaxy. Um, so these are made by Raven Ravensburgers. <laughs> I guess that's the name of the company. Yes, it lets you play as your favorite Disney villain as you try to see your evil plan succeed before other players. So they've they've made multiple versions of this. Like, okay. I love board games, but I don't have any friends out here besides my wife, so I don't really buy them. And when I yeah. do buy them, they don't get opened. So I'm, yeah. I'm hesitant sometimes. I've heard these that. games are great, though. I heard they're great. Yeah. Would you buy this for your family? Probably not, just because I don't no? really play. I don't play board games. Um, but like if someone had it and was like, do you want to play? I'd be like, yeah, I'd play. Yeah, I'm going to I'll check this out. Like people keep su- suggesting it to me. But like I said, unless they have a copy to play online, I don't know how this all works. There you go. What I do know is that the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer finally dropped. Yes, And I um I haven't recovered yet from it. So we can let's knees, get baby. into it. We let's get knees. into it. Go. You you talk a little bit about it. I, I, first of all, the first and, and foremost thing is it was just so glorious to see Ewan McGregor in new footage involving his character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have seen the prequels how many times over and over and over again. There's nothing wrong with that. Just saying, you know, he was Obi-Wan Kenobi and now we're seeing him again. It was just it's just like, hey, bud, you know, good to see you. That's what I felt. Hello there. Hello. Yes, exactly. Hello there. Um, and then to see the Inquisitorious, oh. uh, to see their that building from um, that Fallen Order. Like I read that the other day. I didn't even realize what it was until. Yeah. What a great incorporation. there. It, seriously. And then I didn't think that they were going to do it, but they just went and did it. And you see Luke as a little boy. Right. Because like, they kept. That was rumored and rumored. And I didn't really expect that either. That blew my mind. I was like, okay, so they're coming in. Dick swinging was my my initial thought is they are going to this is they're not going to fuck this up. They're not going to fuck this one up. This has been in the making for too long. 
honestly. Yes. And it's like the stupid article I read today on a stupid corporate news network site, um, if you can figure out who they are, um, said Obi-Wan Kenobi is a is now a series because of Solo. And I said, you know what? Fuck you. What do you even know about Star Wars? Is this anyways because of Solo? Right, because Solo, quote unquote, ruined the movies for Star Wars. Yet it's one of the better ones from Disney. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the perception that these morons have. So oh my God, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that them saying that because honestly, I feel like this is where it belongs. I yeah. would love for them to put these Disney Plus things on a big screen, maybe, and watch them there. But I would rather have a fleshed out story too, like what they've been doing with the Mando. Boba Fett was was good. You and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I, like we have a big talk about that the other night. But yeah. you know, it's it's Star Wars content, and Disney Plus, I think, is the place where we're going to see a lot of stories told versus the big screen. Uh, yeah, and this like. The, they're so high budget and well done. This isn't like I don't even know like how to put it. It's it's not. Um, gosh, what's the term I'm looking for? TV esque. Yeah, it's not like you know CW stuff. It's like for real, for real. Yeah. And I mean, Kenobi looks beautiful, and the fact that they uh, did um, a duel of fates, like who, it was incredible. It was it was wild. So I had this I have this um, student that I talk Star Wars with at my job, and he's like, I think they're going to bring in Darth Maul because of Duel of Fates. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I said they already like that fight that they have, that samurai battle that they have that is so quick in Rebels mm-hmm. is, is all I want to see ever between those two again, mm-hmm. like. I don't even want to. See, I don't want to see Obi Wan versus Vader in this show because I don't know if it would make sense. I don't know if it's like I would love to see it, but I don't know if it would make sense. I. How do you think they're going to treat that? Honestly, do you think we will see either one of them? I feel like a lot of times they use wordplay to throw the audience off. Do you, you know what I mean? Um, you know when they keep saying a rematch, you know. But then I also think, like, because of how you're thinking, I think to myself, oh, my God, they're going to have to make this perfect or it's not going to make any sense at all. And I'm kind of excitedly curious as to what they're going to come up with for it to make sense. Like if they I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to try and do to make that make sense to me. What is Vader's line in A New Hope? Last time we met, I was a learner. But now I am the master. Right. So if he is Vader, he's not gonna he's not gonna say that if he they fought again after episode three, between episode four. He wouldn't say that. That wouldn't make any sense to me at all. Because at that point he is not the learner anymore. He's not Anakin Skywalker. I mean, yes. That's why I'm like, I, I agree with you 100%. That's why I'm so curious as to how they're going to try and pull this off. That's what so I want to know. So you mentioned the Inquisitors. It was awesome to see the Grand Inquisitor return. We we had that uh, Rupert. I don't remember his last Grint? name. But he, yeah, he was rumored to play this character. And all of a sudden we see him on the screen. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Reva is 
is the other character, mm-hmm. I believe, and she's maskless, but mm-hmm. she is one of the Inquisitors. Yep. But then I think we see the, one of the brothers with a big hat. Yep. From Rebels. Yep. Um, so we're just it's it's amazing. How do you how do you think they're going to treat that? Do you think Vader will just be their overlord and they will be doing all the the hunting? I think we're in for a big surprise because I have a feeling. I have a feeling, a tickling, and I could be completely wrong, but I could also be completely right. And what I am saying is, is that not only are we going to get Obi-Wan on Tatooine and what he's going through, but Vader on the Death Star or on we're going to get what's happening on the Empire side. We're going to see the Emperor. I I think I am convinced. And you know what? If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I. Why? Why play Duel of the Fates? We're going to see like this parallel story between the these two brothers that have totally went in different directions. And I think that's one of the biggest like uh, comparisons in Star Wars is Obi-Wan and Anakin. One of my favorite relationships when he when they first when they last see each other in, in, in episode three to the point where he's like, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. And then it was like after that it's just it's sad because it's it's something that we waited for a very long time to see on screen Mm -hmm. and i think this is going to flesh out even more and it's going to flesh it out with flashbacks that we want to see that will even build on media that's come already like clone wars and whatnot oh yeah oh yeah i'm i am so excited for the show um it's six parts i don't know I, I I haven't looked. I think it, I feel like it's six. That was my confusion with Bubba Fett. Like, yeah, why was it seven? <laughs> well, I mean, I was sitting at that six episode. And I was like, I think this is the last one. Why are they doing all this Mando stuff? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Is this the last episode? And yeah. they're just like not telling us. <laughs> they oh just canceled the show without us even knowing two episodes ago. Um, anyways, I am very excited for the show. May 25th. Get ready. This has been years in the making. So anything else you want to say about the trailer that got you? I just like it was it was very emotional, you know, and and I also like I am waiting to see him use his lightsaber. Um, I want to see if there is a lot of back and forth with Owen and um Obi-Wan like there was in the comics where Obi-Wan actually tried to take more of an active role in Luke's life and to protect him Owen was always like get the fuck away from my family because he didn't want him to go down the same path Um, which you know in the end is still ends in tragedy but that's life yeah I I remember from New Hope it's like that that crazy old man crazy old wizard wizard, whatever Owen calls him in that and it's an old coot or something like that. Something, right? And it's just, it's funny because it'll be interesting to see that dynamic, and I hope they play it up really well. I love that they brought back the same actor from episode three for both him and Baru. Yes. And I think that'll be a really nice connection between the prequels and the Holy Trilogy. Uh, well, absolutely. Also, too, I wonder if we were introduced to Black Kersantan um in boba fett because he definitely tussles with obi-wan in the comics so i am curious to know if we're going to get to see that live on screen 
maybe maybe um but yeah well i mean we'll see what happens i'm excited about it man but we got we got to talk comics we do we do you want to talk some comics let's talk some comics yes let's talk comics so we're talking we're going to be bringing a new book to the show uh the han solo and chewbacca miniseries will be a part of this because a i miss the antics of han solo and the the lightheartedness he brings to star wars it's missing it's missing in everything we're reading between this very dark time of him and carbonite and he has always been one of my favorite characters so great to have him back mm-hmm. and also uh to get kind of a sequel to the movie solo to mm-hmm. know what happened you know if they're not going to make a movie they're not going to do a tv show well i want to know what happened with these heists and we we actually learn some backstory as well so yes let me do these officials um it's han Han solo and chewbacca number one it's called the crystal run part one it's written by mark guggenheim art by david messina and alex sinclair and letters by joe carabagna so what did you think about this comic the way they started it i i liked it i actually liked this comic a lot until the end i didn't like the end um, it was a fine comic. It was cool to like, you know, see the the flashbacks in some moments, um, which was neat um, and stuff like that. And it was pretty well written. And I liked, you know, the fact that he had to work with Greedo and he was working with Jabba. Like, I thought that was all cool and stuff. But then, like, you know, he. Jeez, sorry, man, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. You didn't like the end. No, I didn't. Yes, I just didn't like the ending. I didn't. I didn't see why it was necessary, and I like. I kind of want to hear your thoughts, and I'm rambling right now. It's fine. It's fine. So, what I liked about it is that we do get to see this relationship with Greedo. I think that it's something that, I mean, who shot first? It's one of the biggest questions in Star Wars, and they actually mentioned that that line in the comic, where it's like, if you screw me over. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. says that the Greedo. Yeah, I won't. I'll shoot first. Like, I'll shoot first. And I was like, <laughs> bam. I was like, oh, that was great. That was great. Like I said, this was a great, great comic, I thought. So you don't like this. You don't like this revelation that he has a father, possibly. I mean, it's better. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, this show is all about spoilers. So it just that makes the galaxy way too small. Like he just happens to be on a bar or at a bar, and the old man he's talking to happens to be his father. Come on, like I understand. I suspend my disbelief for Star Wars a lot, but this just seems like why is it necessary? What does Han's father do for the story? Do you believe it though? Do you think he's a shyster? You know what I mean. And that's a great point. And if that's the case, then totally redeemed itself. I was reading these articles and they would be like, oh, the ending of this comic is 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 life changing for Han Solo and all this stuff. But you're right. It's such a weird thing to kind of throw in there. Yes, they're on Corellia. Yes, yeah. it's it's great to see them there and they're getting ready to do this heist. And that's what I'm really here for. But what is this? What is what is the idea here? I am in full belief that this is going to be like a, a trick and that it's like, I hope it is. I see good things for this comic. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 
who is this new sheriff of the like, this new um cob vamp type character? yeah he, uh, he's a robot guy mar- some marshal of some kind yeah and i i kind of characters brought in it seems like kind of like an antagonist to han solo in this uh as he's walking the line this of the gray area of you know being a smuggler i have to ask i'm confused as the timeline for this okay and there the reason is is because i could have sworn in one of the flashbacks han sees himself in carbonite and i like almost want to get up and go grab it it's not in this room was it like a setting like this has been the history of like this is what happened to han solo this is where because kind of the storytelling where we're at now he's in carbonite but was it kind of like a pre a pre setup like to ooh, this ooh like maybe he's maybe he's thinking about maybe this comic series is in his mind while he's in carbonite we're going to find ooh, that out ooh, ooh. because because uh this is going to crimson rain is going to end and it's going to intersect i bet and han's going to be like i you know I don't know. That's just that just came to me. No, it's good. I I know the comic takes place not too much before A New Hope. So Solo Solo happens ten to twelve years be- mm-hmm. before A New Hope, and this actually happens. I think it's like his second job for 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 Jabba because they're going off to work for Jabba at the end of Solo. Yeah. So they get they get working for him. They're they're in his likings or whatever is good is good tiding and then um this happens so will this be the heist we know that ja- that java puts that bounty out for han in the movies that like the bounty hunters or mantel or uh greedo at you know the cantina and most Eisley, all yep. of the stuff that we know from our childhood in star wars i think this is going to be that heist whether or not this other stuff kind of affects it or not these are all characters being added to the story um, I'm really, really interested in seeing that trio and what happens because I like Rito. I thought I think Rodians are neat characters, yes. and I'd like to know more about him and why why he's like this like arch arch enemy of Han Solo. Yeah. Well, my question is: so we know that so this job in this book is for to Jesus Jabba wants an urn filled with the ashes of a rival hmm. of his. <clears throat> that's what he wants. And that's what they're going after. And then if we go, if we fast forward to a new hope, Jabba alludes to the fact that Han had hot cargo. And when he saw Imperials, he dropped it into space. And uh, that's why Jabba puts the bounty out for him. Be- or like, well, Jabba said, you got to pay me. And Han hadn't and then the bounty yes so yeah. is this earn it is this earn what he drops Ooh, yeah just throws it out the window probably <laughs> just my thoughts just my my rantings of a crazy person no that's good i mean if this is not that story of why he becomes like hunted by java i'd be really surprised yeah you know i a mini series set this close to new hope um Another point here uh, to add is the introduction of Tonga. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, officially a first appearance in the timeline. Mm-hmm. We know that the character was introduced in Bounty Hunters, but 
here we have uh, are showing up in pre A New Hope. Yep. Yes. Yes. So it's very, very cool. So I, you know what, like I said, I've, I've missed Han Solo from, you know, the books we've been reading. And I'm actually really excited to see what happens after this, after this chap, after these chapters. Yeah. yeah. Um, what stories come after Return of the Jedi for us, you know, and more. So what are we setting up for Hidden Empire? Yeah. Um, you know, it was a good start and I'm really excited for the next issue. I'm, I'm pumped, man. Awesome. I'm pumped. Bring it on. Let's do it. Let's do it. But first, let's jump to our commercial break and then we'll be back with more Star Warriors. Sounds great. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Welcome back to Star Warriors Marvel Comics. You have me, Rocco, here. And Chris. And uh, we're going to jump in to the last two titles. Like I said uh, earlier, this was a small month in terms of titles, um, but they were packed full of goodness. Yeah. Star Wars 21 was was really excellent. It's called Trapped on a Star Destroyer. Uh, written by Charles Soule, art by Marco Castiello and Ramon Ramos. Colors by Rochelle Rosenberg and letters by Clayton Cowles. So finally... Finally, Rocco, we can hang out with Shara Bay again because I've been yeah. worried about I've been worried about Shara Bay. We had left her story for a good long time, and it was nice to have her back. Um, I do like the fact that, you know, she's Poe's mom. I think that that helps develop the character more in the sequels. Um, and I always like when they do that. Um, it felt like Die Hard. It, it kind of feels like Die Hard. Like she's living in the rafters of this Star Destroyer. She found a little area where there's damage to the Star Destroyer. So no one goes there and she like hangs out there and it's crazy. And then like her husband, Poe's dad, just obsessed with getting her back, which, you know, you would be if it's your wife. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, Cass Cass Dameron is he pulls a Poe basically from. Um, when Poe does like goes against Holdo in the last Jedi. So it's like, Oh, this is where he gets it from. Like you can definitely see why they wrote it that way and how they wrote it, how defined he is to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and you know what? I've been a big fan of Kess and, and Shara Bay uh, since they are introduced at the beginning of the comics mm-hmm. that Marvel started doing. They introduced these characters. It was organically done because Poe Dameron is a likable character to begin with. Yes. But to know how involved his parents were with the rebellion and to build it up that way, I always loved that. And so yeah. them being featured in these books, it's great. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Poe doesn't get a lot of the credit that he deserves for the sequels. 
Um, the sequels were not perfect. We've discussed this before. My opinion is they are three great movies, but an awful trilogy. Um, and you know, I, 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 but I liked him. He was the consistent for me. He was always the consistent. I, and I've liked him in every movie. He's Oscar Isaac. Every movie he's been in, I've liked. That's what I was going to say. Oscar Isaac being in the role just took it to another level to period. Uh, but yeah, I agree completely. Um, what I, what you just mentioned about, uh, the star destroyer, the Tarkin's will, uh, if the audience remembers it, commander Zara is the commanding officer of this, mm-hmm. of the star destroyer. And she was a protege of Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Now this star destroyer has been attacked, but instead of fixing it or removing the dead bodies from it, they left it there as a reminder of what happened. Um, most of the crew apparently had people, family, friends, or whatever, die on the Death Star. So these are a bunch of like Imperials with a vendetta. And that's scary. Yeah, it's, it's the use of war propaganda in a warmongering empire. Um, you know, were your, was your family aboard the Death Star? You know? Well, let's get it back when it's like that was some evil, evil stuff. The Death Star. Although I don't know, I think about the the movie Clerks when they they talk about the you know how many private contractors were killed on the Death Star. That was a that was a good thought. But anyway, yes, they use the propaganda, and it was it's it's cool. Uh, you mentioned how Shara was walking around like these dead areas of the stars her that's why she was able to stay hidden for so long she was able to like salvage some stormtrooper armor go into the normal place it was actually the interaction with that one imperial officer was funny because that's just kind of thing that you would see in in like a movie or tv show that would create this tension uh this tense moment and i really thought they did that well and how stupid the imperial officer was well, and Star Wars, it's funny, and I, I actually thought of this recently, is Star Wars is a fun movie with disguises. <laughs> because how many, how often in th- throughout Star Wars do they use disguises? That's just like a thing from the original movie with Han and, and Luke in the Stormtroopers. So like when I saw that and, and her interaction with that officer, I was like, this is so Star Wars. And then her, her call name, TK510. Is Poe's birthday, and I thought that was a nice touch too. Oh, that that's nice. A, yeah, yeah. She, it's nice to build this Dameron family, um, and it's actually kind of sad because you know when you watch Cass having to struggle with the fact that his his wife is out there stuck, and he wants to do something, but the rebels won't let him because even even Shara knows that one life is not worth multiple rebel lives. But Cass is going to go save his wife, nonetheless. Um, because we know as she's been leaving this message for him, this personal message that they give him, she actually, she tries to get off the ship because she's, she knows she's about to get discovered. Um, she gets discovered and then she's actually captured by Zara who puts on this crazy suit. I don't know where the hell she got that from, but it's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, so she gets captured and then we see. Uh, Kess doesn't want to stand around anymore so he recruits he doesn't recruit because the Pathfinders and Starlight Squadron are like we're going to help you yeah like you're not doing this on your own we're 
we're all in this together. We all care about Shara's, you know, as well. So if you're going to defy orders, we're going to go with you. So the leadership there and the, and the camaraderie, I really liked a lot too, because that shows how strong Kess's role is in the, in the rebellion. Yeah. I like that. And honestly too, it tells us a lot about Leia. Leia is a goddamn field general and she doesn't give, I'm going to say it. She doesn't give a shit. And like, she was just like, strategically speaking, we're not going to go get your wife. And I know that that's your wife. And I know that that hurts you. And I know that you're in pain, but we're not going to do that. I'm sorry. And it's just like Leia girl. Wow. <laughs> but it, it defines that character. It keeps her consistent. Leia didn't care who liked her. She did what she thought was right all the time. And she was rarely wrong. Didn't she just go on her own rescue mission for her boyfriend? You know, she, I guess she learned her lesson. Like, I guess we really can't do this for one person or is it worth it? You know, I don't, it's, it's a good point. And then you got Mon Mothma there also saying the same thing. So it's, I like that they're bringing in Mon Mothma because I always thought her introduction, Return of the Jedi was kind of quick. <laughs> and I was like, who is this lady? She's so power. Like she's such a high powerful figure in the rebellion, but we've never met her before. Well, and they, they did a good job with, you know, previous new movies, yeah. like building it up. But yeah, I love her in these comics that she's there. They're establishing well, it. Exactly. Exactly. And I know, dude, she had a lot of deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I exactly. think, I think is annoying because that was a missed opportunity. There's a dinner scene, a deleted dinner scene in episode three, where it's Padme and Bale and Mon Mothma and, um, like uh Bale's wife and they're all sitting there and Padme and she's like saying what you know what are we going to do like we have to create some type of a rebellion against this but that whole scene was cut from episode three yeah I just I don't understand that kind of stuff there's a lot of things you could have cut out besides that when you're trying to establish characters that totally are relevant in the future or relevant to the rebellion starting after this crazy shit happens. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is nice to see you're a part of this working with Leia um, because really what we've been seeing is the scatter rebellion after Hoth. And now they're coming together. How did they get to that point? How did they get to that point before during like in return of the Jedi where they're about to go on this assault of the Death Star too? Yeah. I, I'm I'm speechless. I loved. See, this is the I said this in the beginning of the show. We got three solid comics to talk yes. about tonight, and that is rare. And I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's funny we don't have to like bad mouth Afra at all tonight, or I didn't fall asleep reading it. So I it was like I was into this stuff totally because we got back to the story I wanted to really get into. It wasn't really about Crimson Rain at all. We finally got back to like this this trajectory towards yep. return of the jedi yep. i love crimson rain but not every book has to be a part of that no and you're absolutely right and i like the tangents maybe they'll come back and loop in and then loop back mm-hmm. out you know and that's fine i'm good with that as long as you're giving me stories like this one this was this was a very good book yeah you mentioned something last month where it's more of like an espionage type story very low key under the radar uh, Crimson Dawn is is are make is making its moves. Vader's hunting Crimson Dawn, but 
nobody else has to really be a part of that. So I think this really works to get back to it. And like I said, finally, we can figure out what happened to Shara Bay. And yes. I'm really excited to see what happens when Cass and, and his squad go after that Star Destroyer. Because they're like, if, if Shara is dead, we're going to be taking these Imperials down regardless. So Yeah, we're taking this whole ship down. Exactly. And I'm excited to see what happens because the Tarkin's will is nowhere mentioned <laughs> after this. Yes. Of course. So we know what's going to happen. And it's going to be pretty sweet, I think. I hope so. Me too. Uh, so let's let's jump over to Crimson Rain 3, uh, the third chapter of our event that's going on, the middle chapter of Charles Soule's trilogy. Uh, we had War of the Bounty Hunters. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in Crimson Rain, and we're waiting to see what Hidden Empire is all about. And so I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I My bet is post-Jedi, um, but who knows? It could be happening during that time. Crimson Dawn may still be alive and well, regardless of what the archivist said at the beginning of this story. Will they eventually make their way onto, say, like a Boba Fett sequel or whatever? So, fingers crossed. Anyway, yeah, no, I yeah. really, I would like that. I would like that. I think that we need to get Kira back on screen as well. Um, I think that she has a lot of potential. I think that she understood the role like she understood star wars and what was needed yeah the other clark's a gift yeah like i'm not gonna lie like i didn't like i know she was in game of thrones and everything and that's all fine and dandy but i was like i don't know her in star wars and then like she just nailed it and i just want to see more of her on screen um and but we're getting to see a lot of her in the comics and i really 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 liked literally every word that came out of her mouth in this issue i loved and this was the first time in a long time I kept counting how many pages I had left because I didn't want it to end. Ha! I do that too. I do that too. Uh, let me do the uh, the officials because this is a big issue here. It's called The Archivist. Uh, it's number three. It's written by Charles Soule, art by Stephen Cummings, inks by Victor Olazaba, colors by Guru EFX, and letters by Travis Langham. And you and I discussed many times like how would they top shadows of the empire yes we have they've done it yeah i i I think so too this story got so good right here like bam like punched me in the face yeah just like vader slaughtered all all of those non non crimson dawn people just like that Bam. Yeah, so, for real. And just fast the and whole, furious. Right. But the the archivist being able to learn about her and how they fleshed out people that studied the dark side. And she was an academic, um, which I thought was really, really cool. You what know? is that title? Sava? Yeah, it was a Sava. Sava. And she like, you know, you get to learn about their schooling and their universities and stuff. And then when the empire came, anything involving the force was stripped, whether it was light side or dark side, the emperor wanted it all taken. Like, not like uh, talking about Jedi could be punishable by death. So it was, you know, she lost her career. And I think like, there's a, there's a, a message there, you know, that there's a lower level of where this affected. Um, and then Kira just shows up like her fairy freaking godmother. <laughs> yeah. 
and just well, she's getting like shook down by these stormtroopers. That's right. And Kira just murders those stormtroopers. And it's like, by the way, come with me. What do you want? You want a pool? You want a car? You want puppies? Like, I don't care. I'll give you everything. And it was just but it was so well written, like the way she was talking at her. Like, you know, I know your credentials. I know what you can do. I want your help for these things. And I'm not going to hurt you. That when she comes in with that red suit, I was like, I want that action figure. That's the cure action figure I want. But it was like so suave and like she just slides in there. Um, I thought that was really interesting because um, I've been questioning kind of how did they forget about the Jedi? And this is the issue where they really drive that point mm-hmm. of fear. There was a discussion. It was actually a discussion. Yes. Yes. And that's and that right there alone is like, even if you knew you were too scared to say anything. So eventually you died with that knowledge. And even your children, you didn't tell your children about it because you didn't want your children to know about it because if they said something, they're dead. Yeah. So how do you wipe out a religion a sect like the Jedi within a very small amount of time. That's how you do it. And they've been doing a really good job throughout the publishing. uh, I think to really drive that point, even with bad batch. Now, I think that's even another thing that's really helping to tell that story. And you and I, you and I love star Wars. So we're, we're very much into like any storytelling that's going to, that's going to happen. Any content. Um, A lot of our, 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 our co-hosts they Mm -hmm. they think it makes the galaxy smaller but i want that stuff fleshed out in my own my for my own needs of star wars i want that story solidified i want to know what happened yeah and the thing is is i i'm actually right on uh, there with you like i'm fine with new content new characters new content give me all the new stuff you know make it inclusive i don't care but the beauty of Star Wars is that there are stories told within the movies, stories alluded to within the movies that we st- that those stories start to fill in, but we still haven't exactly seen them. We all have these questions, and I don't see any problem with filling those gaps with good story. Yeah. Do you know who else had a lot of questions? Was Madeline's son. Yes. Our archivist. She she got a lot of like truth thrown at her by Kira, including who Palpatine was. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, how did I not know? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't. Nobody knew. Um, yeah. Anyway, like to be somebody who studies the dark side and to realize that the most powerful Sith Lord in in like centuries has has tricked everybody like Mm -hmm. just under their nose Mm -hmm. that's got to be kind of crazy right oh Um, yeah and she immediately was like there's always two there's a second one and they don't really know well kira knows about vader but i don't know if madeline here knows about vader maybe but i just like how she quickly snapped always two there are or there's always two that's what she said that yoda said the other one but anyway um I thought that was cool. And that kind of like shock. Yeah. That she had when Kira said that and, you know, saying she felt Palpatine using his full name. Yeah. I thought that was neat. Yeah. So we get another tie in here, a good tie in to Afra, honestly, because this is the kind of stuff that needs to happen to save that book. Um, Kira convinces 
Miss Sun to join her. They board her ship, and all of a sudden she's surrounded by like dark side artifacts, mm-hmm. including a thought drowser. Oh shit! See how yeah. empathetic, I, or empathetic, enthusiastic I am about yes. sharing some uh, items between comics. Yes, I thought that was really cool. Like Afra set up what that was, and then we get a little more, a little more fleshed out. And then I just love that, um, you know, she's like, I don't have any, you know, force powers, but I do have one power and that's research or something like that. Or, and I thought that was cool. And the way that story unfolded, I wanted more pages because I wanted, I wanted, she was pulling at the thread. I wanted her to pull at, yes. pull that thread more, pull it more. When Kira was like, you know, all of this stuff, I inherited most of it. And that's like, oh, and I learned from somebody. Yeah, we all know it's Darth Maul, okay? Yeah. Uh, we knew you le- you learned all this stuff from a Sith, Sith Lord, ex-Sith Lord, or whatever you want to call him. Um, one of the greatest Sith Lords. Uh, and something I want to see. An animated show or whatever you want to give us of Darth Maul and Kira's time together of how Kira became so knowledgeable of the dark side because of Darth Maul as his apprentice, basically. Yeah. Like, if we don't get that, I'll be very surprised sooner than later. Uh, but this right here was really neat. Just kind of touch on the fact that we are building off of what was established in solo. Yes, absolutely. And you know, the thing I like about mall is although mall is like evil, um, he also became quite the philosopher, like towards the end of his life. Um, which I think, which I think is really cool for a lot of a lot of folks that, you know, if you don't read the comics or you don't read the books or watch the animated shows like you're missing out, like Darth Maul is fleshed out way more and he's pretty awesome. Yeah. And to see and I, his apprentice like and how successful she is, you're exact. That's a story I want too. I want to see how he did that. Yeah, because he went beyond the Sith. He went beyond what he was first really set up to be he was he was an assassin he was a he was a monster um yes he was brute force uh so to see him take that role and i love that they brought him back i think he's always been one of my favorite characters uh and i just i just hope that we get some content between him and kira but um what's really great about this is that you mentioned that she's a researcher and that's really her quote unquote power so much so that she's able to track down where Yoda is, because this is what Kira has. Um, you know, she says, this is your task. You're going to recruit Yoda to help us take down the Sith Lords. And so she goes on this whole like research um, montage. Yes. Montage. Exactly. Thank you. And I thought that was really neat because when we get to the point where she basically interrogates the pilot of the Tantive three, yep, because she realizes that this was the pilot for Bell Organa. He was on the Tantive four. He was captured at uh, the beginning of a new hope. Mm-hmm. Another great connection to the original trilogy. He's been through so much shit since then, I'm sure. Yes. And then he goes through some more shit because he gets the th- thought drowser sent on him. Um, and, and the archivist is able to, rip this information from him um that he that yoda was dropped off in the uh sluis sector where yes. dagobah sits so she's yes. able to find dagobah well i like how um 
first he said is Polis Massa. Like we 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 dropped him and the other one, Obi Wan on Polis yep. Massa, and then um, you know he was dropped off in that system. And I thought that was really cool. Cause like, okay, so like Luke and Leia were just born. Like it's the, it's the thread I want her to tug on. And then she goes to Dagobah and has an experience in the cave. Yes. Which just takes that whole concept of the dark side tree cave thing and just makes it so much more relevant to the Star Wars story. This is something that I, I just it just blew my mind because you have somebody who's so obsessed with the dark side, who has been kind of like on the outside of things, kind of just studying it, but now she's immersing herself. How does she be like? She's kind of attractive at the beginning of this comic, yeah, and then she turns into like Broomhilda, yeah, like it, she comes out of that cave looking like a thousand years old and all like decrepit and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of symbolism there, I guess. There are mentions of the Old Republic. There's just Clone Wars. a lot of things where just ties that galaxy together. And I really appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, I wanted to mention something about how the the Emperor never really annou- like announced Yoda's death. Yes. They had one of his lightsabers. And it- I saw that one of his because when they said his lightsaber i had to go back because we know yeah that luke has yoda's lightsaber because of what he just presented to grogu in the mando season 2.5 um and so 2.5. i they were just kind of afraid that he might like they want to like invoke his name because they were afraid he would come back almost or well, people would be like they would like oh yoda's still alive something could happen like, well, I think it's more of a propaganda thing. If they announce Yoda's death and then he reappears, then they look like liars of which they're saying that they're not trying to be. So it's better to just not mention his death. If he comes back, we can say, well, we knew that. We never told you he was dead. Yes. Propaganda. I want to ask you a question. So she arrives on Dagobah. She realizes how alive the the planet is they reinforce that again how much life is there how much of the force is there and how how yoda can hide she never discovers yoda but i didn't really understand what happened with that monster she's attacked by the monster and then it throws her at the tree because <laughs> i was just kind of like what happened it, did you it, see that too it, it kind of like it looked like it receded to me like it like almost like the monster was afraid not at first it was chasing her you know, and then it was just kind of like, whoa, like dark I mean, side tree. Yeah, like I don't like it near there. I'm gonna leave maybe. this person alone. All right, so maybe, maybe. it was a proximity thing. Okay, maybe. yeah, it was kind of weird. I was kind of confused by that. Um, it, it was just a weird way to get to the tree, but everything else that happened was great. Um, she says, "I was led there. He chose to teach me." she realizes that the dark side reflects who we are. And at the end of this all, she tells Kira that Yoda's dead, even though she knows that he's there. Yeah. She knows that she sensed the presence. She knows that she could have not made it out there alive. Probably. Yeah. 
it was it's wild that Yoda is still teaching in his Yoda sort of way and how it was almost like she revered him when she left almost like some type of religious deity almost in order and gave like a respect of he's dead and it that explains a lot because we never see Yoda you know Yoda dies on Dagobah yeah I was convinced that like they had some kind of like face off but, but with her being a researcher that was going to happen I, I, I like the backstory they gave this character because she was intriguing from the beginning yes that like does she she is force sensitive to a yes. certain extent she said you know? she's force sensitive but she's not like she can't wield it yeah she can't manipulate it right yeah hmm. which i think Very is cool I like that, like levels of the force, you know, where a Jedi, you know, you're very force sensitive, but, you know, maybe there's some kid on Tatooine that's just like floating his food to him, you know, it's all he yeah. can do. Or the kid at, you know, the end of the last Jedi that's using the force to sweep up, like, you know, um, what is it, Fantasia with Mickey? There you go. Yeah. So, it's all Disney. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this was actually a character that I was really interested in, but I'll tell you what, I'm really really ready for Crimson Rain 4 because I want to see the Knights of Ren lay siege to Darth Vader's castle. Yeah, I saw that on the back page there and wow, like I totally had forgotten that was like set up in the beginning and we haven't even seen anything about it. So now the Knights of Ren, I think are stupid enough to go into Vader's castle. I think I think something very bad is going to happen to these men. It's interesting that they make their way out, though, that some do survive. Mm-hmm. We don't know who the hell Ren is after this, of course. So we'll see if Ren himself, uh, Christian Slater there, yeah, <laughs> makes it out. Yeah. So anything else on this issue? I thought it was it was just it was great to get this. Um, yes. They did mention holodramas, holodramas again about the Jedi, which is like I keep thinking about this. And I wanted to bring this up before the end of the show because holodramas now think about when they did the jendy cartoon Mm -hmm. and then they have the feloni cgi cartoon but they say that that cartoon the first one is more of the real story versus the propaganda of the clone wars or whatever vice versa i just thought to myself they told these crazy tales of the jedi and what happened could that be the Jendi cartoon or something along those lines? Who knows? But that's a funny thought. That's absolutely funny. Yeah, I um I never put together the whole Jedi are celebrities until I read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. And there's a whole chapter about how like Obi-Wan and Anakin are celebrities and they're on the lips of every household name. They're a household <laughs> name in on Coruscant. And they're heroes of the of the Clone Wars and like how Anakin can barely go out without having to sign autographs and stuff. I never put that together, but it makes sense. And then the High Republic reinforces it yes. because they talk about that as well. So I thought that was really smart. And of course, that's that's Charles Soule leading the leading the way and just constructing this galaxy in in great ways. Honestly, I think that somebody like him has the reins he has the story group he's working with for high republic they're doing a great job with that he's leading this whole this whole initiative here 
Um, and I can't wait for more. Absolutely. What a great, what a great month of comics. Absolutely. So that wraps up tonight's episode. Uh, we just had a great book, book above a fed discussion. It was the first time all of star Wars got together in a very long time. Uh, we had a really, really good time just debating, debating that show. There's there. Take a listen. Uh, it will probably be out after this, mm-hmm. uh, this, this episode, because I plan to get this out this weekend. Uh, so look for it in the future, probably in a week or so. Uh, but you and I also have a show called List of Casuals that we're right. going to be heading into season two. Very excited for that. Yes. Make sure that you check out Listen Up Casuals. Um, like you said, season two is coming. We're going to be talking a lot, a lot of superheroes because that's what we do. Um, and then you can catch me on Critical Mass. Um, the next, the finale, we just finished up the finale for the season. Um, and we're going to take a break for a bit and come back with some content that no one in their right mind should listen to. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yep. Check out all the shows on the deep at entertainment network. And for all of you out there listening, may the force be with you.